Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, beautiful listeners. Welcome, guys, to Faithfully Apologetic. Yes, today we're talking about three ways peace stops anxiety. Yeah, and so this one hits home for me, and I've, I've been having a hard time trying to even wrap my mind around this when I get the energy to do this, because it's kind of something that is hitting hard, and especially going into college and stuff, as... Like someone going into college, it feels like the world is trying to tell me you need to have like things figured out and you kind of need to know what you're doing and who you are and where you're going. And that gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, and I can see that. I would get it's a big, it's a change, it's a big step in life. And I think these big bridges that we have that kind of cross over to a new land that we haven't experienced on turning 18, going out on your own going to college, getting married, having children. They're kind of the big transitions where you kind of think everybody's got it all figured out, right? When they're in that phase. Well, because everyone does it. Like, how hard can it be? But I I guess there's millions of people that do it and still people make mistakes and it's not figured out quite yet. There's not a book, a guide to it all. Yes, and those are exactly the words I've used with your dad when, like, having kids. He's, like, scared out of his mind, right? Anxiety is eating him alive. I'm like, everybody else does it. It can't be hard. Yeah. (laughs) Can it? Oh, yes, it can. (laughs) Definitely. And so, but, and those questions that I was, I was asking myself, like, who I am, where I'm, where am I going, and what, what am I doing? Those are questions that a lot of people ask. Right. Ask in all phases of life. I mean, even as myself, as I'm in my 50s, it's like, you know what, these questions hit really hard because now you've lived over a half of a century mm-hmm. and you think like, wow, you really should have these things figured out. And then the questions come tumbling down, really, who am I? What is my purpose? I mean, I think it's driving that factor more when you get to the age that I'm getting at too. Yeah. That it's like, oh my gosh, you need to have this all figured out where where am I going yeah however I've kind of realized when you are able to answer those questions with God with an intention of having God in mind or having Christ at even well having Christ at the center of those questions you're going to find a lot of peace in that you're not going to you're not going to have to question or rely on worldly things that are much more fleeting in this in this life right nothing is stable really at all in this world and in this world particularly right now i'm finding it difficult to really understand it right so it amps up that anxiety or to find truth in it right it amps up that anxiety even more it's like oh my gosh now what things that i thought 
maybe were some form of truth here on earth no longer exist or have been twisted or changed and so that anxiety i think is everywhere if we look around i mean it's young it's old it's uh, male it's female it's professionals um, moms students kids it's animals honestly Mm -hmm. Um, the anxiety in animals household pets has increased immensely over the last couple years and talking to professionals and so what we really want i think or where i find myself most secure is when i'm anchored in a sense of internal peace yeah and so that's what we're talking about and which we found is only found in christ yes absolutely you 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 hit the nail on the head right there bang bam boom like Um, you can say you have peace but like right the foundation of where that peace is coming from it's like it has to be from god right uh and people say people have told me well it's within you it's you you're your strength you're the one who's done this you have done all this i'm like no i haven't okay well in a sense like because god is in us yeah but like it's not us it's uh, god it's literally not me it's yeah. not my fa- thoughts like i pray it's like i don't know what to do tell me what to do and these thoughts come to me but it's not my ego my ego my mind has all these other thoughts i know when god's speaking to me because he counteracts basically the thoughts and plans that i have i'm like oh, i don't i don't really think that's what what i should be doing well maybe i should be doing it but it's usually something that i'm not sure i want to do because it's challenging me <laughs> yeah god god definitely makes things not makes things god has he gives us peace but yes. he challenges us to be our best self right? yes yeah, i was like how do i wear this to make god sound like <laughs> good. you know good <laughs> god is always good yes. but he's always challenging us to be the best that we can be we it's human nature particularly in this physical world to try and find the easy way out and avoid things that maybe make us struggle or exert more effort right yeah and so kind of going back to those three questions who are you what's your purpose and where you're going are we have sort of answers we have answers. We have And answers. those are the three ways that peace stops anxiety. And so how you find that peace, right, that internal peace, really is through God. As we have found, there's nothing that can bring this peace. No. There's nothing stable within this world that doesn't change. God is always unchanging, right? He's mm-hmm. always there. He's omnipresent. He's all-powerful. He was, is, always. Yep. And so that's where we have to look for this internal peace. But... You can answer, ask these questions, right, and have answers, which can, for me, take away a lot of my anxiety. I can mm-hmm. stop that anxiety dead in its tracks. And so the first question that we ask is, who am I? So number one, three ways peace stops anxiety. It stops anxiety by being grounded in your identity in Christ. Yes. So peace is knowing who you are and whose you are particularly yes and i love how you said that whose you are you belong that is the beautiful part of believing in god you are made in his image right we are a part of god it says this distinctly in the bible yeah it's like we belong when we believe in him we belong to the to the almighty Mm mm-hmm and part of that anxiety can come from trying to people please and me in particular in particular 
am very good at people pleasing. It's just a way that I function. It's the way that I was survived when I was younger. And so yeah. it's, a skill it's that- hard for me not to find my identity in academics or performance, whatever, trying to please others. Right. But I found that like when I'm just living my life for God and just being myself, this is all so cliche. <laughs> I find so much peace. Like, it, like I, I don't have to worry or ha- have any anxiety about trying to please others. I can just be content with what I'm doing and who I am instead of trying to focus on others and what they want. Because what they want and what they like is, is always going to be changing. I'm never going to be able to make someone... And I'm not going to make everyone happy and no one is ever going to be like 100% pleased with me because that's people are fickle (laughs) I'm never going to be pleased 100% with someone either because everyone makes mistakes and everyone has those days well right and what what a mistake is classified as one person is not classified by the other so here you have two people telling you opposite things yeah and I think I see this in the world a lot And I think it's, you described it beautifully. It's like, who to some degree doesn't want to please somebody, whether it's your parents, you know, growing up, whether it's your friends, whether it's siblings, whether it's your workers, coworkers, boss, maybe it's your dog. I mean, it's like, like me, love me, please validate me. Basically, it's it's in, I think it's searching for validation of, of worth, but when you have your identity in Christ, you don't have to seek that worth. You will never find it elsewhere. Just like you said, people are always changing their mind. If you please someone, you're absolutely going to not please somebody else. I guarantee it. And so to have that constant knowing that you're, you are a child of God, that you have, you do know who you are. You're going to save a lot of energy and a lot of worry on on yourself. Mm -hmm. Just already knowing who you are. Because then you can't let people swage you into thinking you're one thing or thinking that you like something even though you don't. Like, you just already have such a firm foundation to go on that you can now make decisions for yourself and you can be better better educated about your values and then you you can go on to make decisions in, like... Confidence. Yeah, confidence. Yeah, in confidence. Confidence. And that that is beautifully said because... um, we nobody can tell you you're wrong when you have your identity in Christ and it's solid and it's in truth and it's unchanging exactly and i think in this world people like to tell people that they are wrong and so and the bible is very clear in saying who we are in Christ that we're a child of god we're the child of the one true king and when we have this internal peace i think it can squelch that anxiety immediately yeah when we define our identity through christ and his truth it does so of course we have a bible verse because we need we need the book the book the truth the book to back us up and it comes from this verse comes from first john and it's first john 3 1 says see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of god and that This is, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. I think this one is so incredibly perfect. I love this one. Because, number one, 
God has lavished love on us. Like, we know that. Therefore, unconditional, right? Too? Yeah. It's not just love. This is unconditional love always. Mm-hmm. That we should be called children of God. So he goes to tell us, okay, he loves us and that we're children of God. And then he reiterizes, re- reiterates... Yeah, okay, that's, that's, that wasn't a word. And that is what we are. We are ch- children of God and we are love. Like, right, I like that statement in there. It's got an exclamation point. It's like, yeah. that is what we are. Boom. Like, period. <laughs> nothing else. We are his children. Yeah. And the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And, Mom, you had talked about this a little, a little, about, a little before, talking about how you didn't feel like you fit in. Yes. But this that directly relates to this last part. People don't know you. They might think you're crazy, but <laughs> you're just you're going along with God. You have your identity in Christ. You know who you are and you stand firm in that belief. And yes. So you're right. I be, don't They didn't know you because they didn't know Christ. And that that is a comfort to me and it's something that I'm just realizing and I I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way, but I kind of feel like all my life, right, I never fit in. I just never fit in with kind of the common culture and groups. And, you know, I've, I've had friends, but it's just this feeling kind of of being alone sometimes. And that's where anxiety can creep up, right? And yeah. it's like we can let this, if I don't know my identity, but the Bible is so beautifully state exactly right here in this reason the reason the world does not know me is that they do not know him and it is my faith that i hold first and foremost in making my decisions and a lot of times people don't understand that mm-hmm. but what i've come to learn is it's okay you know once i have my identity in christ i'm okay if they don't understand because yeah. i know my truth and i know who i am and that's yeah. exactly what we're talking about here this is actually so true and like I was talking to one of my friends and she was talking about how one of her other friends was shocked that she was like saving herself for marriage and whoa I know we're getting a little especially scandalous. especially in this culture right now yeah and well, she was saying it wasn't popular mainstream. and it, it, it's not popular to save yourself for marriage but she's completely unashamed of that and it's because sister i love that it's hard to come up and be bold and say these words in a society that laughs at you and it's because she knows like the her identity in christ and that she knows that her body's a temple and that she knows what god has told her right should be and that you should love your body because god gave it to you (laughs) Right, so she knows who she is, mm-hmm. she knows her truth, she's anchored by that, and she doesn't have to have anxiety even coming out and telling people that they can make fun of her, but she's confident in her knowledge and who she is. Yeah. So that's a beautiful example of a situation that can be really hard to go and even tell people, because it's one thing to have this faith, but it's another to go and talk about it casually and normally to yeah. others. When Especially when it's kind of like a taboo when, weird thing to do <laughs> when people can i they can they can like start cackling and laughing and like yeah. do all sorts of things cruel things that it can be hard to show your real self but and that creates a lot of anxiety but when you're solid in this truth and you understand his word that identity um it then anxiety melts away yeah. and she can boldly profess her truth and who she is mm-hmm. so i love that and so that's Knowing your identity in Christ is number one. You get great peace from that. And it yes. will 
totally sabotage anxiety. Yeah. Be gone. Be gone. So the second way that peace stops anxiety is being defined by God's purpose for you. And so the second question we kind of asked was, what's my purpose? Well, if you know what God's purpose is and if you're asking God to lead you, you're going to struggle a lot less with anxiety because Jesus is taking the wheel for you. Yes, and you're letting him have it. And I think think this is kind of maybe one of the harder ones to understand, to know what God's purpose is because... Like Dad says, he kind of wants God to stand there and thunder down directions. Do this, do this, do this. Clear. There's, you know, you know it's God. He's telling you what to do. No mistake. Yeah. But typically God's will isn't quite as clear as that. So I wish it was. Yeah. (laughs) I wish it was as well. But it's not. It's not. But through prayer and reflection and knowing the Bible, you get a pretty clear direction it's love your neighbor as yourself and as we talked about in our other podcast who do you really love you've got to love yourself first before you can love your neighbor so you've got to do that to um know god's purpose you got you got to do what he tells you to do and that's one thing he tells you to do right knowing his purpose and then love and serve others and so and then it's a continuing communication with god right it's a daily practice throughout the day yeah. And asking the Holy Spirit to guide your steps. And through many different ways. Which is um, so hard because there's so many steps during the day, right? You is. think that they don't make an impact. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that if you ask God, should I eat eggs or a muffin? Like, that's not going to make like, the hugest difference in your day. But, like, just being able to incorporate him in every, every single detail breakfast your clothes right whatever like just everything is going to then point you to a bigger plan right to to, and so that i'm praying that you're open right so Mm -hmm. you have your daily routine but you're open to hear god's voice where yeah he may say hey you know what go talk to that lady over there you're getting this urge to go talk to this lady and say hi or make a comment or help her with her groceries or whatever and you're like i don't want to do that i don't want to do that (laughs) but that but that's god telling you to do it it can be a lot of times his voice is like it's that type of thing where he's there nudging you along throughout the day wanting you to listen yeah but we find a lot of peace in knowing that god has our purpose and when we follow God's purpose purpose there's no questioning about oh well this am I on the right path blah blah blah, blah. right because if you're following God's purpose he's gonna like you pretty much clear for like it might not seem clear in the moment but then you look back and you're like oh yeah like well I shouldn't have been doing that or I yeah, I heard. Should I, have been doing this. Right. I did and the right like, thing. Yeah, yeah. You I, know that you did the right thing, kind of looking back. And so. You, it, yeah, you can yeah. look at that. So, and finding his purpose, our, our actions are significant. Everything that we do is absolutely yeah. significant. And God is guiding our way. The beautiful part about that is it's really that constant communication with him, right? Yeah. So, even if you screw up and you think you did something really bad, like, oh my gosh, I really shouldn't have done that. God can make anything beautiful. God can make anything good. And just because you screwed up, God might not even see that as a screw up. That might have been a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have faith and you trust God, 
uh, and that you're trying, you you are heartfelt. Your whole heart is trying to do his will. He knows. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you screw up. He can make it good. That, and that's the most important, I think, it was that your heart is in it. You're not just like, huh, whatever. This looks fun. I'm going to do this. It's like, dear God, I'm really trying to follow yeah. your lead, right? Show me where to go. And and he knows that. And he will take everything and make it beautiful. So even when I was stuck in, even we stuck in significant challenges, again, some of them life-threatening, um, even when we adopted you, it's like, they were really scary things. And God was telling me to do these things. And it's like, but bad things seem to be happening. Sometimes bad things feel like they're happening when you're following God's will. But what looks bad to you, I look back now on our journey, it was scary. I knew nothing about anything and trauma and adoption and neurological impairments and all these different things. And I knew nothing, but I follow God faithfully. It's like, what are these things that are happening? It's like, these things shouldn't be happening to my daughter. And why would you do this? You know, but you got to stop all those questions. You got to stop all the fear. You got to cling to your faith and say, God, lead me. Yeah. And that's what I did. And he led us to beautiful, beautiful places and so many miracles that I honestly probably can't even count them all that he has done and faithfully taken me on this journey. And so it's a heartfelt desire yeah. to do what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. That is what his will is. It's placing your trust in God that no matter where you are in life, he only wants good for you, and he's going to make good out of wherever you are, even if it looks really bad. So I believe that that is the power of following God's purpose. Yep. And so we have a Bible verse for that, and this is from Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. And it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does... The will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. And so I just, this was really eye-opening for me when I was reading Matthew. And it was just like, wow. And I, and I think another book might talk about this, and it might be mentioned more in the Bible too. But God says there's going to be a lot of people pounding on his door and saying, God, I know you let me in um, come Redemption Day. And, but God knows our heart. Yeah. So this is where we go back to this purpose like following God's will with our whole heart, no matter where we're at, that is really what he's looking for. If you're like going to church and say you believe in God, but you're kind of off doing your own thing, God knows that. He knows that your desire is to do your own thing. And he will let you be, not out of meanness or punishment, but out of because it's of your choice, will. right? It's your choice. You did that. Yeah. And so I think this verse, Matthew, really spells it out that, hey, um, God's serious about this. It's like, if you want to do his will, your whole heart should be focused upon that. Yeah. And like, for me, sometimes I feel as if I'm just, I'm like trying, but I, I just, I, I get confused. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does, and but yes, so, it's like, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. And especially just with the world telling me what I'm supposed to be oh. doing and, Yes, it's so hard as a teen, too. I don't know. I just, it's worse for a teen, I think, these it's days. It's hard to hear God's voice, and I just really... But I think God... Yeah, like you said, though, God knows your heart. And if you're actively trying to find him and seek him, he will reward you. 
He will. Do you feel that God stepped in and grabbed you at times when yes. you were floundering? Yes. Where you maybe on the wrong track and then you were praying though and mm-hmm. yeah, and that's kind of how I feel where you're stuck, right? It's kind of like a little knock on the head. <laughs> Wake up, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't say knock. I say God has a cast iron frying pan up in heaven. And every once in a while, he drops it on my head and says, Kelly, all right, wake up. You're not listening. New direction. Follow my will. Yeah. So, yes, that is following God's purpose. So, number three, we're looking at how to find how peace actually stops anxiety. And that's actually knowing where we're going. And so, a lot of people don't really know where we're going. And I think that culture out there says we're going nowhere but in the dirt yeah I've had friends tell me that and that causes a lot of anxiety for me I don't know about you but so yes so knowing where you're going having that everlasting life um it's peace and knowing I'm going to heaven with God yeah and when I know that I mean it can get really scary especially with things that are going on in the world right now I was like there are things that are kind of frightening that make uh, people wonder, particularly they've been around for a while, like, whoa, what's going on here? This is, like, changing more than it ever has. Like, my parents, who are 80, uh, it's like, we've never seen stuff like this happen in our 80 years. It's like, what's going on? How long will the world be here? That causes a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Especially if you're going to have kids and everything else. Mm-hmm. I definitely have anxiety about, like, those kinds of things. But I'm not, like, questioning where I'm going afterwards. Like, that doesn't scare me, but the 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 journey to get there definitely terrifies me. And, like, the actual thought of dying, yeah, that, that, that's pretty spooky. Yeah, I think that is spooky for a lot of people. But in the end, if you know where you're going, it's, like, it's a power. It's a strength. Yeah. Right? Where mm-hmm. you can have people or authority figure, someone's like, well, you know, they want to kill you. And you say, well, I get to meet my creator early. Big deal. Peace (laughs) out. Uh, Irritates people because they don't have that power over you then. So that that is knowing where you're going. I mean, that's where we want to go, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be in heaven with God. Yeah. So that is our ultimate goal. And when you know that and you're following God's purpose and you know your identity, uh, it helps to take away that anxiety piece when you really focus on that unless you get caught up in the worldly things which is very easy to do because it's all around us i mean do i have will i have enough food to eat will we have enough water i mean we can go into big things and like freak out (laughs) and it's easy to do and i've done it and it's honestly can be easy to do every day yeah seriously for me so that's where it becomes really important to um, just connect with god and communicate in prayer and keep keep that knowledge of like you said i know where i'm going yeah so do i really need to freak out about the in-between time because did god forget about the in-between time mm-hmm. no he didn't no. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really forgetting about the in-between time he's there with you the whole time he's directing you we were here for a purpose it wasn't by chance that we are here in this world in this time and place no we have a purpose in this life Yep. And so when we believe in God, we know we believe in the Almighty. He's the creator. He has the power. And with God, anything is possible. And so when we have that knowledge, we're not limited by the world around us that's causing lots of problems. 
Oh, okay. So, like we talked about, like, kind of that in-between space, we can get caught up about the short term a lot. Right. Like, the little decisions in our life that may seem big, which, you know, they probably are in, in some respect. But when when we realize that God is eternal, that he goes before, with, and after us, like, that, that gives me so much peace. I don't know about you. It gives me less anxiety. Yes. It's like, God's got this. If I know where I'm going, if I know who I am and I'm following his purpose clearly God's got this. I don't need to try to justify someone where I'm going. Right. Because I'm following God's plan and he, he's he's got this and I just need to follow him, which is a way more simplified in words than it is in action. Right. And I love your use of short term because that's exactly what I was talking about. And what you were talking about earlier when we're like, okay, we know where we're going, but in between time, I'm scared out of my mind. Right. Yeah. So so then we're looking at the short term. Are we going to have enough food? Are we going to have enough water? What are my kids going to do? This is really short term for yeah. God. What's my career going to be like? Am I going to have kids? Right. I mean, especially, right, for the youth. It's like, what are we going to do? Am I going to be alone forever? Yes. I mean, at age 21, I thought I was going to be alone forever and an old maid and never... By that time, she had been proposed to, like, four times. So I don't know what you were thinking. Well, I, I didn't want to get married to any one of those people. And they weren't <laughs> good matches at all. <laughs> so that's why it looked pretty bleak. <laughs> but it's that short-term peace. God is in the long-term. He is the long-term. He yeah. is our goal. He is everything. And so, Ah, I like that. He is the goal. He is the goal and he is the everything all at the same time. We just need to follow God's will for us in that short term, right? That's what we're really looking for, knowing our identity is in him. Yeah. And so those are the three ways that it stops out peace. But we do have a Bible verse that really talks about this. In fact, maybe a couple. No, maybe one. Okay. So the first one is, or the only one, is 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does does the will of God abides forever. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. like Short term, that very last phrase, and the world is passing away. Yeah. That's short term. That goes away. It's That's going to fade. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But it's gone. God and his kingdom and his purpose and his essence. And his children. <laughs> his children. Us, yes. The believers. We will abide forever. Amen. And, like, that's and our hallelujah. Gift. That's our, that, that's our purpose <laughs> is to abide in him and be with him and then, and know where we're going. Right, and so in the beginning, it talks about, yeah, do not love the world or the things in the world. And so the propaganda and everything we look at is trying to promote us to want, to need, to love. Um, Like, all the worldly things Yeah, is what we need in order to survive. But that's not really true. God tells us otherwise. (laughs) No. And so that, this is a really great verse that really is very descriptive and describing that the desires of the flesh and the eyes and the pride and the possessions is not from God the Father. It's from the world, and the world yeah. is fleeting. Yeah. It's short-term. And those are kind of distractions, honestly. Like, 
They're going to distract you from who God tells you you are. They're going to distract you from where God is leading you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to distract you from God's purpose. Right. And so when that anxiety creeps up and like, what are we going to do? Um, it's really important to, I guess, actually look at all these three things that are peace and God. Yeah. It's, and really, it's an unworldly peace. Um, it's a peace that can't be explained by anything. That's peace. It's yeah. a peace that... It's out of this world. It is out of this world and not of this world. And so, just to sum it up, um, three ways peace stops anxiety is, number one, knowing your identity in Christ and God. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you know your truth. Secondly, that you, you're defined by God's purpose. Like, you have peace knowing what to do because you're getting direction from God. Right, and your whole heart is in it, right? Yep. That is your whole heart's desire, is to do God's will. And that really, knowing that, like, in my life has been just key in um, keeping me going and having faith. And God has done beautiful, miraculous things in that faith and in that purpose. And three, everlasting life. Um, Knowing where we're going, basically. And... When you're anchored in Christ, it's everlasting life. We're going to be in heaven with him, as the Bible promises, is over and over and over again. So there you have it. We're Thank you for listening with us. Say we're honored that you're here today. Join us again in two weeks. And before we close out this podcast, I did what we both wanted to bring up, yes. right? That there's no way that we're saying that if you experience anxiety, that you don't have faith in God. No, I think that, well, God gave us trials, right? So yes. I think that when you are struggling with anxiety, it's a way to go to God. Right. That's really, I guess, what we want to point out is that both of us, to some degree, and depending on what we're going through, right, it changes. Yeah. But experience anxiety, and we can experience it daily, mm-hmm. um, even as close of a relationship as we have with God and that we strive for. But we want to emphasize to you is that when we do go to God during each day with our concerns, with our anxieties, yeah, that we're able to grab onto God's promises and kind of it moves us out of this anxious state. It really does. Out of these anxious thoughts. So the purpose of this podcast is not to question anybody's belief in God. No. But to say that for us, we have found it very powerful in reducing these anxious thoughts and going to God and finding our identity in these three different ways. The way that God's peace can help um, squelch those anxious thoughts and keep us in that joy and peace that we're seeking. Yeah. And that we define every day, that we can go into that joy and peace every day when we relate to God. Absolutely. And so that that's how powerful it can be. And so we just want you to know that if you're struggling, um, that this is one way that we have found to move out of those anxious thoughts daily. All right. So we can make a change this time. Change is good. Change is good. <laughs> change exercise is good. exercise your ability to pray. <laughs> In public with people listening. So I am going to say our prayer. So everybody, please join me wherever you're at. And I ask, dear Heavenly Father, please help us in this 
kind of crazy world that we were in with um, everyone telling us what to do, what to think, and who to be. Dear God, help us to be grounded in you. Help us to have peace knowing who we are, that you, that we are a child of the one true king. You define us. You have given us everything that we need. And it is so spelled out in the Bible that even like the sparrows and the birds, they don't worry about where their next dinner is coming and we are far more important than them. So why would you not take care of us? That is an important lesson for us to learn. Please give us peace, dear God, in knowing your purpose. It is so hard sometimes. We get so lost within ourselves and within our thoughts and with what everybody is trying to tell us to do. And we know, dear God, that the people here on this earth a lot of times are really just trying to help us, but it can be so confusing and even more confusing when we have conflicting thoughts in our head. But please help us, dear God, to be uh, defined by your purpose. Help us to know where you truly want us to go. And dear God, when we are stuck or when we are hurting, we ask that you send extra angels down, send the Holy Spirit into our heart and whisper what we need to do, what the next step is, even if it's just a tiny baby step, dear God. Please show us your purpose and let us know where and what we're supposed to be doing. And dear God, also um, thank you for giving us everlasting life, dear God. Help us to stay um, in the present moment and to look at the long term, not the short term. Dear God, we know where we're going. We want to be in heaven with you so desperately, dear God. We know that. We can feel it. Um, we know that you are greater than all things in this earth, but help us to be aware of that every single second of every single day so that it helps to stop the anxiety that each of us are feeling so that we don't get caught up in the little details of life and trying to figure out how they're going to work out. We know that you have a big master plan. You're beautiful. You're great. You're amazing. You're all powerful. We thank you, dear God, for everything that you have given us. We ask that you give us, each and every one of us, that internal peace that comes from knowing you, dear God, so intimately. Thank you for all that you have given us, and please bless us with your peace. In Jesus' and holy name, amen. 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 That was a beautiful prayer. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Thank you. And we truly ask that God sends you know, peace into your hearts yeah. and help us to move and that we can share our love of Jesus with everyone around us. And with that, we're going to sign off in love and peace. Kelly and Jana. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and, and comment. Yep. And you'll find inspiration, words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. In faith and love. Kelly and Jana. Bye.